everybody, this is No Chick Flick Moment. November 6, 2020. I'm your co-host, <laughs> B. <laughs> Remy, you can't stray from script. I will crumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, B. Hi, B. I'm your co-host, Remy. Hi. Hi. Hi, yeah. Remy. Hi. This is our Supernatural Watchcast. And last night, we watched and we'll be talking about season 15 episode 18 despair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah yep it, it yeah it, it was a good one it was a yeah yeah honestly <laughs> i was feeling despair going into this episode yeah and then my heart is just very full <laughs> my my heart is full um, yeah, I, we're, we're going to talk a lot about it a lot, but, uh, I agree with you, B, this episode, um, put me in a really good place, uh, with what I'm now expecting from the finale of, of the series. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've been really nervous. We knew some of what this episode would bring us, but um, as we mentioned last week, episodes nineteen and twenty, a bit of a black box. So, um, so we, you know, we we were definitely feeling trepidatious about, you know, where are we going and what are we doing? Uh, but this this set us up, I think, for something for something really good. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But what are we even talking about? We haven't gotten into the episode yet. Yeah. No. Give me a description and give me a writer and give me a director. <laughs> this was an episode written by Robert Bobo Behrens and directed by Richard Spate Jr. I, I believe it's Richard's last episode and Bobo's last episode. And I know that we've had... Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, some of the last few episodes we could have said, like, oh, it's Jeremy's last episode, it's Meredith's last episode, but it's really hitting me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But... It still is a bit surreal. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was directed by Richard, and the description for this episode reads with the plan in full motion sam dean castiel and jack fight for the good of the common goal and we said a while back how vague that was we're like what plan Uh could you like you gave us a noun you gave us a verb (laughs) you gave us a subject you gave us an object and that was it baby it was mad libs yep yep Yep. Um, yeah. When I when I read this description today, I was like, "Oh, what? Okay, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we're. That, I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, we can we can call it. Yeah, that. I guess that's what happened. <laughs> we're fine. So this is part two of of um you know last episodes. Uh, what th- this is part two of the plot that we kicked off of last last week's episode. So we pick up right where we left off last week, right? Yes. So we pick up with Jack's three dads carrying him <laughs> into the war room, and they're all just panicking over what to do for him. Like they have no ideas how to help him. He seems to be shaking apart with this power growing in him. 
but all Jack wants to do is get outside and away from them before he can hurt them. Like, he says outright, don't let me hurt you, in this quavering voice. Right, right. Cass is just telling him to try to hold on, try to slow it down. Um, Dean says, you know, well... Jack says it's too late. I'm falling apart. But Dean says, no, we we have to do something. There's got to be something we can do. Yeah. We're not giving up on you. Right, right, right. He um he asks Sam to go get Rowena's spell book because there has to be something that they can do. But but it, it looks like yeah. a losing battle. Yeah. And I just felt with Jack's fear here. Like, when we think of his motivations in the Mm -hmm. tail end of the season here, that it was revealed he's doing all of this for absolution from Sam and Dean, I can just imagine that this is his worst nightmare, that he is this Coke bottle that is just getting ready to fizz over, and he will hurt Sam, Dean, and Cass if he stays close to them. And, like, that's the exact opposite of what he was trying to accomplish by starting this mission in the first place. Right. Not only did their plan crumble out from under them and God's gone, um, but but now Jack is trapped in the situation and and it could it could get even worse from here. Yeah, he's dangerous again. He's not in control of the power inside of him. And the last time he wasn't in control, Mary was a casualty. And mm-hmm. so he just fears that that's going to happen again. Why do you hurt me, B? Why do you hurt me? Because I, I hurt <laughs> and the show hurts and we're all fine. Everything is pain. Okay, Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy shows up. Yeah, and... yeah. Before they can come up with anything, Billy appears and she's just fuming that they have failed to kill Chuck. Um, She immediately whisks Jack away to the empty, which might be strong enough to absorb the cosmic explosion that Jack is about to become. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean and Cat, Dean and Sam, um, confront Billy to say, you know, Chuck knew the whole time your plan failed, and and. Billy says no it failed because you guys fucked up and now you know we're gonna do the only thing we can do and try to do some damage control God God and Amara are gone and I wonder Uh I I was just gonna say God and Amara are gone but uh, Jack as a bomb uh, for cosmic forces um, needs that counterbalance to this power and the only player left on the board that could possibly absorb it is the empty so that's Mm -hmm. where she sent him yeah so jack is all of a sudden opening his eyes and he's all in the black space of the empty which is surprised to see him and jack just has a moment to apologize before he explodes yep And what I was going to say is I wondered if um, the reason why the plan failed and Chuck survived is because Billy's plan relied on the same thing that Chuck was hoping for, which was for Dean to kill Sam. Because I imagine if that happened, that Chuck would probably stay around to gloat longer than he did. And 
Like, who knows what would have happened then if Jack would have become even more volatile and blown quicker. Or I'm just curious how Billy saw this as something that would work when the only thing that we know that throws the plan off kilter is the fact that Sam and Dean don't ever kill each other when they're expected to. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, when Billy said the plan was doomed because of you, I, I really felt that that was directed at Sam specifically. And my first thought mm-hmm. was that it was because uh, Sam broke into uh, the library. And, and it brings me back to what uh, Chuck was saying to Amara Um Dean pushed to the brink of doubt, but mm-hmm. but so angry and determined. And Sam always having to know, always having to get the answers. So I, I, I feel like those are the things from Sam and Dean that Chuck was betting on, like you said, to um, to throw off what he knew uh billy wanted from the situation so uh so i like i like your i like your thought that in the end it was um that that dean and sam confrontation was supposed to go another way but but sam was the one that brought dean Mm -hmm. back to himself so whether it was sam breaking into the library and snooping where he shouldn't have and you know ultimately finding out um uh uh death's ulterior motives the double cross Yeah, yeah yeah when he wasn't supposed to um or if it was sam's um ability to to bring uh a, a dean down from um from just charging forward with this plan uh that that billy orchestrated for them uh it, it was definitely on sam that uh that threw things off the rails yeah i think so but when we're considering what just happened with Jack, um, we're getting more information from Billy explained to the trio. And essentially, Jack may not be dead from this because the initial assumption was that facing Chuck and Amara and their power grade would make this confrontation fatal. But the empty is different, it's vast, and it is not as strong as Chuck and Amara. Right. So... If Jack has survived, then the Empty has also survived, and the Empty is going to be pissed. Right, right. So you get the you get the impression that one, the kind of power loop wasn't as um as as nuclear as it could have been, uh, with with Jack and the Empty as it could have been with uh Jack and Chuck and Amara, and two, um, with with the empty I, I liked I liked that what Billy said the empty is vast because it yes. it brought to mind kind of like a diffusion um a, across um I, I don't know what I'm trying to say but yeah like the like the well it's like if you were throwing a volleyball into the ocean like that volleyball is only going to hit a certain amount of surface and mm-hmm. the ocean is vast so if you have Jack with this explosion happening, 
it's only going to hit part of the empty and likely not enough of it to collapse it on itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was it 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 was uh, more of a like the the power of the bomb was could have like sent out further ripples it would have dispersed a little bit more across the empty than it would have been if it was just mm-hmm. this clash of powers um between jack and, and yeah. chuck so yeah like i terrible analogy again but it's the difference i think of dropping a coin in one of those spinning wells <laughs> that used to exist in restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. and dropping a coin into a black hole like in that well the coin still survives in the black hole that coin is gone you are never seeing it again so that's kind of the comparative power grade difference between the empty and chuck and amara yeah i was like what the fuck when um billy just kind of poofed him out to the empty and then it's like oh jack just exploded in the first two minutes of the episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's like, what was it? Byzantium flashbacks all over again. Like, okay, we're going to kill him while the credits are still rolling. Okay. <laughs> but he's not dead. No. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, uh, Billy says, but if, if Jack survives and if the empty survives, then the empty's going to be pissed. And that's our problem to deal with. Well, not even that the empty is pissed at her. And the only thing that is kind of saving her right now is the fact that it cannot reach her on Earth. And so with Jack's fate undetermined, death uses him as a bargaining tool, Mm -hmm. essentially. She'll bring him back on the condition that Sam returns the book he stole from her library about God's death. And... Sam initially challenges her with what the empty had revealed to him about the double cross, but Mm -hmm. Billy's just like, "Mm, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. So what? You're still going to give me the book because you don't have a choice. If Jack's alive, if he survived, he's, he's, he's not, he doesn't have long. The, the empty is mad and and i yeah. am the only one that can bring him back so if you want your boy back you have to give me that book yeah i could double cross you yeah i could kill you right now but again this is not a negotiation yeah and so sam does bring her the book and billy begins reviewing the new ending that is inside of it Dean is demanding for her to bring Jack back, but she has all the patience in the world for her book, and Mm -hmm. so she shushes him. And while this is happening in the empty, Jack has reawakened post-explosion, and the empty has likewise reformed into Meg's visage. And it says, as it's crying, you, like, you made it loud. This is your fault. You did this. And she drags him closer grabs his head and jack's trembling with pain how did you feel about that what did you think about that loud that line you made it loud because ooh, that was a i think i think that's yeah like like i feel like there's the two ways that you can read it like the surface being an explosion in the empty is going to be very percussive (laughs) and so you can see why the shadow would be 
fucking mad because it's the equivalent of coming in with like an orchestra and then the orchestra is played by toddlers. Like it's going to be a cacophony. But the other way that you can read it is that now the shadow, which is the empty, like they are one in the same, has had something fundamentally change and the shadow now feels like things are loud. I... I was thinking about it like this. If she is pointing to Jack and saying, you made it loud, then um, on the one hand, it could be kind of the same, you know, what's what's been her beef from the beginning? Cass woke up and and now she hasn't been able to go back to sleep. Or, or the empty it hasn't been able to go back to sleep. And who woke Cass? It was Jack. Um, so she could mm-hmm. be putting the the blame for it all on his shoulders, because uh, he was the the Ooh. the reason for it. Um, or or and also the initial target when the empty went to collect Jack in uh-huh. heaven in Byzantium. Yeah, yeah, and um, and the 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 one the other read I took on it, and the one that has gotten me very excited if it comes to be true um is that with this explosion and with these ripples um that maybe jack has sent through the empty with that big power burst um maybe everyone's waking up maybe this Mm -hmm. is what what has broken the empty's hold or the shadow's hold on the empty itself yeah, I could see that too, especially knowing the writing team for next episode. I can see them taking advantage of that interpretation. My notes just say, ring, ring, motherfucker. It's time to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very curious, okay, what was going on with Jack? Did you think Jack was just, the empty was just causing pain or was there some sort of like transference that has happened because of what just took place i don't know i don't know because you know when when um jack first like re re manifest i guess in the empty he's mm-hmm. he's you know he's looking at his his body and he's looking at his hands and i'm like is he surprised that he's still here is he feeling for his powers because we learn in just a few minutes that he's now powerless um Mm -hmm. and then so i thought that was interesting and then with um you know when the empty takes jack's face in her hands um I don't know. I got the. I, I I agree with you. I got the feeling that something was happening there, but I just don't know. And okay, I'm just having this thought as we're talking, but we know Chuck and Amara essentially came into being, and from their existence, then they created the universe. You know, mm-hmm. but they came from nothing and then created something. So I'm wondering, like, is could you consider Jack as having just been reborn in a cosmic playfield and maybe had unintentional side effects that comes with that? Because it's not the same as being remade on Earth with Earth's rules. He's remade in the empty, which has a cosmic level of rules. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that 
something is definitely going to come from this. I don't know what it's, um, because, you know, we, we have two episodes left and if, and they could have just said, like they could have kind of, kind of put a pin in it here. Jack, um, Jack's grace was consumed in this power bomb. He's now human. Um, but as we see later in this episode, even though we're told he's powerless, something is going on with him. So I, yeah, I I think that we're going to see the return of some power in him. Yeah. I think maybe the reason why he feels so strange upon return is that he has had a power shift within Mm -hmm. him and it's not, he's not what he recognized himself to be before. But at any rate, um, before the empty can do any real damage to Jack, he is snatched away by Billy and the empty is left enraged by this. Jack drops into the bunker and death immediately blocks the dads from coming close to him saying that Jack is hers. <sighs> she she still has use for him. She still has use for him. Yes. Uh he has he has work to do. So the boy is coming with me. And Dean says, uh, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rushes for Billy's scythe, slashes at her, and manages to nick her in the shoulder. And it's enough to make her drop the book. She flings Dean back and flashes away with this glowing wound in her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And we're left with Jack, who seems very weak and shaken. Cass is surveying him. And we see Sam pick up the book and he still can't open it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I have so many thoughts. Okay. So (laughs) we cut to Dean drinking bourbon in the library and he is joined by Sam who likewise cannot sleep. Dean slides the bottle over to him and starts apologizing to Sam for pulling a gun on him. Yeah. Sam's like, no, you don't have to apologize. Dude, I, I pulled a gun on you. Like, I got something to apologize for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and but. we get to see yeah. him revisit his relationship with his anger again, too, in this conversation. Yeah, there is a lot in this episode that was exactly what I wanted to see as um, the falling action um on this whole dean anger storyline um uh Mm -hmm. that we've been building this season and then we saw kind of the climax of it last episode and now we're winding down to like a full um resolution on this character arc uh for dean and we're seeing him process it a little bit more but I would say we're not seeing a denouement or anything like this, not a resolution, because even no. in this episode, Dean is very driven by the need to hurt, the need to do something, to kill something. And so I think that as much as last episode was his wake up call to that anger, his actual revelation with it comes this episode. Like this is the episode that gives him the push to change that. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Here with Sam, he's saying I I was just blind. I I it it was everything. I ha- mm-hmm. I could smell Chuck's blood in the water and I would have done anything. Nothing else mattered. 
and I just couldn't snap out of it. And he's thanking, he's thanking Sam for snapping him out of it, for bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam is being quite deferential here, being like, oh, no, like, you've done the same for me. But Dean, you can tell, just doesn't really take stock in that. And he is feeling quite deflated by the fact that they have no allies and Chuck seems even more powerful than he was before. And, you know, they don't have death. Jack is powerless. And Michael isn't answering their calls. (laughs) They've got... They... They they are very slim on options. Yeah. Um they're they're basically back at zero. They have no heavy hitters. They're they're just black, back at square one. Yeah. But Sam, ever the optimist, is saying that they'll regroup somehow. <laughs> and Dean raises a toast to somehow. <laughs> Cheers to somehow. Somehow pulling it out of our asses. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, We have a very short scene with Billy in her library. She is holding her wound and kind of pacing like a lion. Um, She is informed by a reaper that the warding upgrade has been completed to keep the empty out. And he also confirms with her that the plan has changed. Yep. 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 Hey, ominous, we have ominous, ominous, <laughs> ominous, 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 ominous. We have Lisa this episode. I love her. She's so good. Like she's so good. Okay. Sidebar, but when I knew we were recording this episode today, I went and like rewatched her introduction as death in advanced thanatology. I'm like, my God, the gravitas she brought to this position. Like, you feel the grudge right away but you also feel how she's willing to play the long game and like she's taunting dean off the get-go and so to see just an actor that can bring such a somber gravita and evolve within kind of these stoic standards it's so impressive i love her so much i i love her we 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 have had 15 years of this show and we have had a lot of just wow character introductions. And, um, you know, I would still say that Billy is in the top five, mm-hmm. my top five. There's Billy, death, Cass. Eh, who else? I'll have a top five. <laughs> I'll think about it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Top three right now. Top three. We'll expand it. Don't you worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it, I loved her introduction scene. Mm-hmm. And she plays it so, so well. Yeah. I could, I could just repeat myself on and on. Mm-hmm. But we cut to a new setting we're in charlie's apartment and stevie is correctly describing the best way to cook scrambled eggs and she's withholding the breakfast until charlie puts away the weaponry that she has on the table (laughs) stevie charlie yes i i sat there i was like is that stevie it's stevie I was so excited because her introduction at the start of this season, I just loved her. So happy to see her back. 
yeah i was very <laughs> sorry i just took a moment to like nod at the wall because yeah i was really happy to see them <laughs> even though i knew like the second that we cut to the kitchen i'm like oh come on these no no don't mess with stevie <laughs> don't mess with charlie come on no i know uh, well but we got this we'll, we'll we got this back. little we'll bit of yeah we'll get them back we got this little bit of domesticity until mm-hmm. it all comes crashing down yeah charlie's praising her cooking when all of a sudden stevie disappears dropping the plate and it smashes so that's not great um and we join up again sam and dean are now at charlie's apartment sam is pacing around with a quiet emf reader and charlie is recounting to dean about how she and stevie fell for each other and then like stevie just disappeared with no evidence to how yeah yeah and and outside we have Cass and Jack um who are hanging back because uh they they didn't want to overwhelm Charlie with <laughs> four large men in her uh, in her living room yeah yeah and Cass is assuring Jack, you know, they're not going to be long. And he takes this opportunity to ask how Jack is feeling because he's been really quiet lately. And here's where we get a sense that something's a little off with Jack. He says that he feels strange. Yeah. Um, and Cass is, you know, asking how so, or <laughs> he's, he, he's kind of saying, well, it's a strange time, but <laughs> no, nah. uh, but yeah, what's, yeah. what's, you know, this is big. What happened to you? Um, what's, what are you thinking? And Jack um, is saying that he feels strange because he thought that his path, his destiny was one thing, but now it's over. It failed. And he he put everything into this. He was willing to die for... Yeah. His voice is breaking as he yes, says that. Yes. I was, I was willing to die and I wanted to die. Yeah. For Dean, for Sam, for the world. And my heart yeah. breaks. And... And, like, he's hearkening on this whole thing of destiny that he was told about because, like, his destiny is over. He says, I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah. I wanted to make things right. Yeah. But Cass is telling him that he never needed their absolution. They don't keep him around for his usefulness. They care about him for him. And I'm like, my God, what gross to hear Cass say this. Oh, definitely. But also someone's tell this to Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. This scene was funny because it was like, um, uh, and it was very intentional that Cass is um, saying these things to Jack, intentional in the writing, because it is something that Cass has always struggled with in his own character uh, growth in his own arcs. Um, Cass is saying, yeah. you don't always happy to bleed for the Winchesters. Yes. Yeah. They don't care. We don't care because you're useful or because you're part of some grand design. Uh, we care about you because you're you. And yeah, like you said, um, this is something that Cass has always needed to hear. We've seen him 
this season um uh uh kind of finding himself in that way and and growing away from that old um crutch and mm-hmm. and and so him saying it now even though i would love for you know sam or dean to be the one saying it to 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 cass um uh he he knows cass knows he he this is him yeah. cass saying, has internalized this yeah yeah for himself as well as for jack and and it was in i think that it was in um you know seeing his own um his own fatal flaw in jack that he realizes the destructiveness of it and that it's not something that they deserve so yeah so that was really nice and then also um with with Cass telling jack uh you know we you you don't need absolution from us it was never about that uh that was one thing that was like oh Cass it's really nice that you're saying it but he really needs to hear it from Sam and Dean but that's okay (laughs) but like maybe this is something that can break to him because we said last episode that Jack has like this child's naivete he looks to his parents and just is what can make them happy and now that he's in kind of this rock bottom state that leaves him open to listening to these bigger things and i think that Cass is really reaching through to him here they're both mm-hmm. being really vulnerable in confessing that they feel helpless and that they're scared and Cass is right there with him being like i know me too yeah 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 Cass is definitely the voice of all Jack's dads here um telling yes. Jack that it's it's okay you you didn't need to die for us and and yeah we're yeah. scared it looks helpless right now but well it's going to be okay yes so inside of the apartment um Dean is looking a little guilty as Charlie asks why it happened to Stevie and not her And they admit that it might be death looking to reset the board. And as someone from another world, Charlie is in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah. Um, It it fits the pattern, uh, Sam says. Or maybe it was Dean. But yeah, it fits the pattern in that this is what they were expecting, right? This is what they were... This is what was revealed in in that... um, In billy's plans uh and this is the confirmation for those plans uh stevie was one of the apocalypse world uh refugees and for her to 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 blink out like this uh would fit with what billy wants yeah and charlie seems to take that not great like hearing that stevie fits a pattern Mm -hmm. because she goes on this little rant about how she wasn't going to do the love thing again and now that she has the second she let her guard down stevie is gone and charlie stands there like she is was she collateral damage to you am i going to be collateral damage to you like where does this end 
Yeah, yeah. To be fair, guys, Sam and Dean didn't really put their best foot forward in this conversation. They had they had said to Charlie, you know, we made we've pissed some people off. We've made some pretty powerful enemies, and now because because we angered death, you guys are the ones that are ca- caught in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah. And Dean even apologizes to Charlie, but this conversation is interrupted because Sam receives a call from Bobby confirming that another Apocalypse World hunter just up and vanished on a case. Yeah. So they realize that it's spreading, no one is safe, and Sam just clicks that they need to get to Eileen's to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Eileen is one of the resurrected, and if um and she's and she's she fits the pattern. She's just as much in danger as the apocalypse world, uh, refugees. So, yes. fuck Sam's face with with Eileen. Like when he realizes that you know he needs to get to Eileen, and I don't know, I don't know. He he shares a look with Dean, and they're just like, no, we got to go. Put, yeah. It put my and heart in my throat. Like, Get out, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It put my heart in my throat. Yeah. And now we're on the way. We're in the Impala. <laughs> yeah. We have this really tense, dramatic drive where everyone is silent and Sam is texting to Eileen, telling her to get ready, meet them outside by her car. And mid-conversation, Eileen suddenly goes silent and when they arrive at her place, they recover her phone and her draft bag off the sidewalk and confirm her last message was left unfinished in the phone. She was taken so abruptly. Yeah. 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 And then we just, oh my god, this this slow implosion within sam is just killing me oh my god oh my god yeah oh my god because no one really knows what's to say to him right now and like dean tries to start saying something but sam shuts him down right away sam says i can't if i let myself go i'll lose my mind i can't right now like he needs to put that completely compartmentalized out of his mind in order to not completely fall apart. The, this was really real for me. It was, it was good. I mean, it was, it was awful, but it was good. It, um, I think it was played well by, by Jared. Uh, and yeah. on the plus side a little bit. So when we, when we saw Stevie um, go and we're hearing that the other apocalypse hunters are disappearing, um, uh, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. But when we, uh, and, and Dean and Sam said they said themselves when Charlie asked, so she's killing us. Um, Sam said, I don't really know. We don't, we don't know. Um, but but that seems likely anyways um when eileen disappeared when eileen went uh that was a cue for me to let out a little bit of a sigh of relief because i knew that we're not gonna we're we're not gonna leave eileen dead we're not gonna leave any of these people dead it's uh we're gonna fix this yeah 
whatever is happening to them right now is going to be undone. Yeah, I, the, yeah, yeah. When Eileen fell victim, it gave me confidence that we're not going to leave it there. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Sam is immediately trying to change the course of his mind. He is formulating a plan. They're going to gather everyone who could be on this hit list, get them to a centralized area, and then ward the hell out of that location. And Dean's like, yep, that sounds good. I'm going back to the bunker. I started this. I'm yeah. going to end it. Yeah. And basically do that by killing death. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right, Sam. We need to get these people safe. But I started this. I'm going to end it. Billy left her blade. And, and you know, we can't do anything about Chuck. But Billy, I know how to kill. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Exactly. So they are kind of divvying out what's going to happen and Cass volunteers right away saying that he's he'll go with Dean and Dean's like all right yep we're gonna go reaper reaper yep yep and before they part ways um there's just cautioning each other to be careful Sam and Dean have this really poignant hug and Dean is looking over Sam's shaky like a facade like he looks ready to fall apart but Sam is holding it all back, holding back these tears, like, woof. It was played really well. And I liked, I liked the direction they went with it, where, um, where Sam says, no, no, I, I, I have to box this away right now because it's, it's not useful. It's, yeah. there, there, if there I unpack this now, this uh-huh. is all I'm doing. Yeah. 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 And he's protecting himself and, and, but he's protecting himself, but we can still see that this is, um, that this is costing him something that, yeah, something that is just going to break him. Woof. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Fuck. And I'm like, just the loyalty that comes from Cass immediately. Okay. You're facing down death. I'm going with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to Sam on a call with Donna, and she has found a location in Minnesota. She's put out an APB, and Bobby's done the same. They're going to gather all of the survivors and just ward the hell out of this silo that they've located. And when Sam finishes the call, um, he has also finished refueling Eileen's car. And he asked Jack to drive so that he can research on the way. Yeah, yeah. There was one weird moment in this call where Donna, they're wrapping up and Donna's like, so what are you guys going to do? And um, and Sam is gassing up the car and he leans down to like look through the back windshield to to Jack in the front seat. And he says, I don't know yet. But he's looking at, like, he, that's some creepy Jack watching. What? That, that was played weird. <laughs> Am I crazy? That was I weird. I didn't even notice. It I'm going like, to have to rewatch because I didn't even notice. I, I, I think I think that exactly what Donna said was, um like, what are you going to do? Or, like, what's your plan? Something like that. And then um, t- 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 Sam sends a real meaningful, like, 
looksy uh, Jack's way and says, um, I'm still figuring that out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What are you figuring <laughs> out, Sam? I don't know. It. It's. I'm like surface read. He's like, can, can, can Jack drive? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got some research to do. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I. I don't know. Uh, I'm not it, putting a toddler behind the wheel, but. <laughs> Also, this kid does not have their driver's license. Like, we can't counterfeit our way through those skills. I think that one... I think that the intent was... um, Jack was looking really distressed or, like, forlorn um, in the front seat. He just looked despondent. Um, And I think that uh, it... Maybe it was more Sam recognizing that Jack needed a distraction. So yeah, maybe hey, yeah. They're at a gas and sip. We haven't seen a gas and sip in a while. Yeah, been a while. <laughs> so so yeah, scooch over, Jack. You're gonna take the wheel. I've got some researching to do. Jack yeah. is momentarily deers in the headlight. But he's like, no, okay, okay, I'll just drive then. And he cruise, cruises out onto the road. Yeah, he does good. Mm, I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. So back at the bunker, Dean and Cass rush through the war room. Um, they, he grabs the scythe. They're going to get Death's key. Um, even if death isn't in the library, when they go there, they'll just trash the place until she shows. And Cass looks steadfast as he follows along. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke her out. We get this, this badass shot of, um, Dean framed in the doorway of the library with the scythe in hand and, you know, mm-hmm. let's go Reaper Reaper. Mm-hmm. But we can also see, like... He's very determined, but, like, anger is behind the wheel again. Donna! Yeah! Sam and Jack greet Donna at the silo, and we get a Donna-Sam hug, and she apologizes about what happened to Eileen. Yeah, yeah. But she's here to help. Yeah. And she even, like, we get a bunch of names dropped here of, you know, they put the word out and everybody answered the call like garth jody and the girls everybody is on standby just waiting his word for how they can help even though they're not on death's list um donna still is assuring that anything you need will do it yeah (sighs) donna donna (laughs) <laughs> they enter charlie, the charlie also shows up oh right right yeah charlie also shows up she's got on her um uh apocalypse verse uh combat uh and uh and she says that she just doesn't want to see this happen to anybody else yeah sam looks surprised to see her but she has a sense of duty to act and help out here. We enter the magic silo of holding and <laughs> I, 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 the, the actual building that they have is like, 
a six foot diameter silo and then they walk inside and there's like pillars and and bunks set up and i'm like pretty fancy for a grain silo huh huh honestly also much larger on the inside than the outside (laughs) uh silos can be pretty big I, I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny that like the actual location they were filming at was very obviously not the set for the for this for the interior of the <laughs> silo. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But whatever set they have here is just like teeming with life. There's a ton of hunters inside. They have a whole bunch of warding up. There's emergency lanterns and cots strewn about. And Sam beelines over to Bobby, who says that Sam is in charge. They all came running, no hesitation, as soon as he asked. And I was just like, Remy, Hunter Hub. No, no, no. You know what I hate? You know what I hate about this? You know what I fucking hate about this? (laughs) Is that... We we see some familiar faces here. We know these people. Yeah. And... And... When Michael slaughtered the hunter hub, I get the impression from here what Bobby is saying now, whether you like it or not, you're the big man here. They came when you called. I told them that boss said we need to gather and they're here for you. So, so I just... I get the impression that Sam chose not to um, reestablish the 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 bunker community. Um, yeah, the bunker as a central hub um, for yeah. these people. You know, not everyone died, uh, but but yeah. but the loss was enough that yes. Sam essentially shut down and with it the bunker no longer became a home to these people right right sam just knew or he saw that having these people close to them put got them killed and and he just said not again um yeah. he he closed he, he closed operations even though even though he didn't have to, but he just couldn't. He yeah, couldn't. there were still people ready and willing. Yeah, but he wasn't able. I'm fine. I know. I do. You, it's B, a lot you, of subtext to be there. B, do you think that I, B, B, do you think that we're gonna have a I, hunter hub in the finale? Yeah. Do you think that we're? Here's gonna what play? I I think twenty. <laughs> okay, I think 20 pre-COVID would have had all of these bitches and then some. Post-COVID, I don't know, but we're definitely going to be told that these people are there. That's true. That's that's true. Yeah. I mean, for Bobby here to say like you're still like you're still the linchpin in this. Um you're y- Yeah, we're looking you at you. Have, yeah, you still have authority here, Sam. Um, you know, you you didn't want it after what happened, but you could still have it. Um, and 
And it's I, here okay, if you maybe, want it. Yeah, it's here if you want it. So that so yeah, something didn't sit right with me with what I just said. I said you didn't want it, um, but you could still have it. I don't know that he doesn't want it. He's just scared of it. And and for for Bobby to bring it back up here, I think it's opening the door to to saying like if you've healed, we're we're you know your spot yeah. is still is still here for you. Yeah, like you still have respect within the community. These yeah. people will listen to your voice, and so if you want to use your voice again, I mean we're all ears. And, and and so and so you know we know we're gonna have our happily ever after, but we also know that, or we hope that it's not going to end on um you know it, it's just it's just Sam and Dean right we they have they have yeah. grown their family and they've grown their community um and it could be more than just Sam and Dean so. So I just wonder if this is what... And, and especially since season 13, we've been informed that Sam and Dean, as only Sam and Dean, are not enough for either of them. Like, yeah. that's not enough to be like, and I'm happy as a clam. It's just not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if Sam's future... And I know that we've said it before. I know we've talked it to death. But I wonder if... Um, if them bringing it back up here is, like I said, opening the door to have Sam's future confirmed to be, um, you know, heading this network and being, you know, that's a happily ever after for him. Yeah. I mean, I could see him and Eileen at the head of this hub and just really kind of thriving, knowing that they're keeping their community safe. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I want. Uh, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, we we might have we not we may not see it because of the COVID restrictions. Uh, we know that the finale is going to look a little different uh, than it may have in the before times. Uh, but mm-hmm. u- but ultimately the fates um, are the same. So so even if we're just told that. Um, that Sam has this community, uh, it, it would, it would, it would make me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. But right here, um, Bobby is, is, you know, folding Sam back in and, um, you know, everyone's tense, but they're doing the best they can. Yeah. And they don't have the equipment to be here long term, but Sam says that they shouldn't have to be as long as Dean and Cass can do their part. But it's okay. Bobby brought a bucket. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I swear to God, I'm like, do I just not have good eyes or do I not retain this information? Because I was like, if that's a mesh trash can, what do you <laughs> I think it was a bucket. I thought it was like a big. I I think it was uh just like a mop mop bucket. Um, I may be yeah. wrong. Um, I mean, probably, but psychologically, <laughs> I was like a mesh trash bin, and I was like, that's terrible. I I'm like, th- this was the talk one to my therapist. Be like, what? <laughs> this was the one moment in the episode that I laughed out loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was also like, I really miss Bobby and I really miss Charlie. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, 
you know, I know that we like to see the actors um, uh, coming in with these apocalypse verse versions of the characters that we love, um, but it's it, it always aches to see yeah. this apocalypse verse Bobby or this apocalypse verse Charlie because it's not it it, it was it was never going to be the same and it's not yeah the history is just not there yeah yeah. So yeah. it was really nice to see them um, here in 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 these this final arc, um, but uh, it just it makes my heart ache. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the finale will bring. Mm. But um, right now, Bobby's kind of nudging for assurance. Like, do you think that this is plan is going to work? And Sam says, you know, it's all we got. Like, he's got Rowena's boosting spell, they've got the warding, and it should work. Mm-hmm. And Bobby snags on that should. But Sam just doubles down again. Like, this is all I got. Yeah, yeah. We are we gotta do something, and this is all we can do. Jack and Donna at the back of the silo are, um, are putting down wards. Um, mm-hmm. And Jack spots a crack in the foundation that um, has a, a seedling, some, some weed coming up through the foundation. And uh, Donna advises him to kind of seal that off. Yeah. And so Jack reaches for this plant, but it withers away from his touch before he can even reach it. So, that's so happening. So, here's the eyes emoji. <laughs> yeah. I, I read something online, again, because I haven't watched season 11 just yet. Whoops. Um, But Amara could wither plants like that, too. Oh. So, that goes back to my, was Jack's rebirth in the empty different and uh-huh. include cosmic powers that maybe weren't there before? Oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. That's because very interesting. I'm not, I'm not settled yet on what's going to happen with Chukmara or mm-hmm. Amok. Um, I'm optimistic that Amara is going to take over Chuck. That this power imbalance that we saw at the end of Unity is going to swing the other direction. And Amara is going to take control of Chuck. And that's how we win. We don't have to kill him. Amara is now the keeper of that position. But I'm curious to see if, like, she's the new god. And, you know, going on this hypothetical, Jack becomes the new darkness. Or if it is just Jack is his own thing after this. And he's not the same as he was before. He's something new. But why? But why death? Why, why, like, why did the plant wither and die at, at Jack's proximity? I, like, we did, we didn't just see a spark of power in him. We saw something destructive. And. Well, I, again, hypothetical, just Mm -hmm. spit bubbling right now, but. I wonder if there was such an absence of power in him that, like, he absorbed the life rather than crushed it, you know? Mm. That it was something that he unintentionally took into himself. 
Because when we're going to see here, I mean, the plan goes awry. Jack seems shaken and like inside of himself as these things are happening. And I wonder if he was wondering if he was the cause of some of it. I don't know where we're going, but I very much want, no. want to see what it's going to be. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very <laughs> curious touch to be bringing up. So I'm very intrigued to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. But we cut back to Death's library. And Dean and Cass are sneaking in. They split up to approach Billy. Cass has his angel blade out. Dean has the scythe. And Billy already knows that they are there. I guess this is the point where I say, hello, boys. She turns around. Mm -hmm. Hello, boys. I love her so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so good. She's so good. And, like, she challenges them. Like, what's the plan? Take me down with my own weapon? Like, she's not scared. She's mm -hmm. defiant in her own way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they come in on a, on a hope and a prayer. Um and uh and when dean says yep that that's pretty much the plan um she uh, uh she cuts off his attack and sends him flying across the room she sends uh cast flying across the room and it was funny my husband was like this is how every fight in supernatural goes the bad guy goes yeah. kamehameha and then <laughs> and then uh i don't know someone gets pinned against the wall which is exactly what happens yeah. so the stunt doubles are getting their workouts <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Dean accused death of killing his friends and she has Cass pinned up against the wall by his neck and she's reminiscing about the time that he stabbed her in the back. Um, Dean has rallied to grab the scythe and slam the butt end of it into her wound and it's enough to make her scream out and drop Cass. And Dean pins her to the wall with the blade, demanding that she call it off. Yeah. Yeah. Man, okay, so Billy has Cass pinned against the wall, and what does she taunt him with? The 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 fact that he killed her, which is what granted her death status. Yes. Look, B, I'm just a person. I'm just trying to, like, go on my merry way. But spoilers, not spoilers. Death dies this episode. And yeah. what? Talk about, like, we're talking, we're talking about all these power vacuums. Uh, Amara, God, death. What are, what are we, where are we, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Are I... We I have thoughts. Oh my god. I have crazy speculation. I have a coda in the works. <laughs> I thought it feral. I thought it was very interesting that Billy brought up her death, which was what transformed her from reaperdom to death. Mm -hmm. Um and and she's this is what she's taunting Cass with in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine. We're fine. And we had mm-hmm. Jack. And we had Jack reaching for that plant and seeing it wither away. What does it mean? Well, yeah, whatever. That's my two. That's my two cents, <laughs> guys. You know, <laughs> hey, B, let's do a let's do a vibe check here. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I am Sam. Strangely enough, in this moment, I've compartmentalized away things. <laughs> guys, listeners, I hope I I hope we're having fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. I just know that I can't. If I let myself go, then I'm just going to do what I've been doing all day, which is alternating, like, yelling at walls and just breaking down in uncontrollable giggles. (laughs) I have experienced serotonin for the first time in years. (laughs) My body doesn't know how to translate it properly. So there's not a hell of a lot of sleep happening here. <laughs> it's it's delightful, but it's also like manic, psychotic. I I feel insane. I I have been extraordinarily giddy giddy all day today <laughs> and and we're sitting here talking about <sighs> I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're talking about fucking the beginning of the end. God power vacuums. And I'm just like, what are we? What? What is? What is the show? What is the show? Whatever. Thanos snap 2.0. I'm just. <sighs> okay, that was. It's fine. Just breathe. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, when Dean has her pinned to the wall. He's demanding, stop killing my people. But she reveals that she didn't hurt them. You're in the wrong place, Dean. And if people are getting gone, I'm guessing it's Chuck. And, like, they're wasting their time going after her. And as she's saying this, we cut back to Sam. He is doing the incantation. The warding is set aglow in the silo. Everyone seems to feel safe for the briefest moment before a little girl disappears and then her family and panic just increases as more people dust out. Everyone. We yeah. we we see we see everyone go. All the apocalypse ver- verse refugees. Um you know, starting starting with um the children <laughs> and working its way through Charlie's gone, Bobby's gone. And then, no one's no one's left but yeah, yeah. Yeah. No no Donna's one's left gone. but 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 uh Sam, Jack and Donna and they are just just they have a moment of just complete shock and then despair. <laughs> And then Donna dusts out as well. Doesn't feel so well, Mr. Oh Stark. my god! I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> I wasn't going to do it! I wasn't going to do it! Okay, okay, no, to be fair, I brought up Thanos first, okay? But yeah, she has a I don't feel so good moment, and then and then she's gone. And so, yeah. and so this breaks the pattern, you know? This is not what they yeah. thought it was. 
Yeah, this is making Jack and Sam realize that it mustn't be death, it must be something else. Jesus Christ on a motherfucking cracker. cracker. <laughs> it's, we're, it's fine. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. And then just, yeah, despair. Yeah. We go back to Billy, who reveals that her wound that Dean just gave is fatal. And she would have died even without their intervention. But now that they're here, she's reminded she would love to kill Dean before she dies. Like, that's the one item on her bucket list. So she throws him back, she disarms him, and retrieves the scythe to attack. I really liked how Billy played this, or uh, how Lisa played this scene. It was really good because she is taunting them in, in the way that that you know makes it hurt. She's saying, yeah. "You're you're wrong. You're wasting your time. You not only you you not only got it wrong. It's me. It's not me. It's Chuck that's killing people." But, but you've trapped yourself in, in coming here because now I, because now I can get what I want and I can, Mm -hmm. and, and I would have died anyways, but you know what, Dean, I'm glad you're here because if there's one thing that I want to do before I go, it's take you with me. Yeah. And it's. Like you say, like she's taunting. She's broken this cool facade that she's held for so long because it's like this fatalism that takes over her. If Mm -hmm. I'm going out, I'm taking you with me. And Mm -hmm. I may be weakened, but I'm still the stronger of the two of us. And sure enough, when she gets that scythe back in her hands, they just are whoop, 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 whoop. They are running (laughs) back for the bunker. (laughs) my my husband's like dean you can't fight a pregnant lady i'm like shh (laughs) calm down it's fine (laughs) that's what the stunt doubles are for Mm -hmm. so they're running they're trying to think they are struggling because it's grasping at straws the panic has set in And while Dean is talking, he kind of collapses mid-sentence because his heart is being squeezed from afar by Billy. And And it is panic. Yeah. I really liked this scene because it was Dean um, saying, like, what do we do? What do we do? And you just felt that panic in him because there's nothing Mm -hmm. to do. You are trapped. You are running away from something inevitable. You have no plan and you have something cosmic coming off after you with an intent to kill. This is, this is real. Even in a way that I would say Chuck's threat hasn't been real because he just likes playing with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And with what you're saying, like this scene has Dean making abortive, glances at certain directions like he'll come back he's and Cass are kind of circling each other but when this grip takes place then Cass takes hold of Dean and starts dragging him out of the library towards the dorms towards the archive room you know Rob had to get in at least one cinematography moment where um Cass and Sam are standing Sam uh, 
<laughs> Cass and Dean are standing facing each other in the war room and then Dean clutches his heart and falls revealing Billy up on the uh on the war room balcony and just looking every inch like the death that she is. Yes, just malevolent. Yeah, it was good. It was yes. ominous. And she's monologuing this entire time. Like, while Dean and Cass are almost panicked and Cass is trying to get Dean on his feet and carry him away, she is just pacing forward and she is just needling at Dean, saying, It's always been you. Death-defying, rule-breaking. You are everything I live to set right, to put down, to tame. You are human disorder incarnate. Like, she just is biting at Dean with these negative yeah. traits that she perceives. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I personally loved it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? C- go cry you say about it. like it. it's a bad thing. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, again, Dean is always the one staring down death and forcing them to blink first. Yeah. Oh. My boy. My boy. But she's topping off this whole monologue with this cherry of, you can't escape me, and don't you think it's finally time? Mm. Like, death's coming for you, whether you like it or not. Yep. Yep. uh, Dean and Cass lock themselves in the archives room. Uh, Cass pulls um, out Dean's pocket knife uh, from, from his back pocket. Cough. Cough. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and slices open his palm to put a ward on the door uh, when he's done uh, that the the pain in Dean's heart from the hold that Billy had on him is relieved yep. the ward is blocking her um, her influence and Dean can breathe again but Billy's outside the door and she begins to pummel it with her gnarled fist and they are just left wondering whether they can wait her out. But Dean is despairing. He's saying, we'll lose. I just lead, we'll lose. I just led us into another trap all because I couldn't hurt Chuck because I was angry and I just needed something to kill and because that's all I know how to do. Yeah, yeah. This is this is him. Do you think this is that moment of realization that you were talking about where just again he's let his mm-hmm. anger lead us lead him into lead him and Cass into this this dire situation that they that they don't see any way out of. Yeah, like lead him and Cass into this situation and divide themselves from Sam yeah. and Jack leaving them open to whatever could be happening because Chuck is the one who is behind this all. So I think that there is just, everybody's going to die and Dean can't stop it. And that is just heartbreaking to him that he feels like he brought them to this place. Yeah. Yeah. All because I did it again. I, I, I just needed something to kill and yeah, 
and that's that's all I ever do. That's all I'm good for. Yeah, and he says to Cass, like, I'm sorry, and she's going to kill you, and then she's going to kill me. Like, he's going to have to watch Cass die again. Yeah. Yeah. But Cass is having a moment of illumination and saying that there is one thing that death is afraid of, which is the empty, and the empty is strong enough to stop her if they can summon her to Earth. Yes. Yeah. And this is the moment that we have been waiting for, God, going on two years, the reveal of the empty deal. This is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is what we've been dreading for for as long as this has been had hanging over our heads. Um we 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 see Cass puzzling this out and we know that this is when he's going to he's he's going to he's going to leverage that deal. Yeah. And he's going to let the empty take him. Yeah. If the empty comes for him, that's the way that they can summon the empty to Earth. And so in order to summon the empty, he has to have that moment of true happiness. Yeah. And we see him, like you said, puzzling it out out loud. And also, this is Dean's first time hearing of this deal. And I think that kind of rocks him back on his heels. He's not expecting hey, an 11th hour reveal being like, and I made a deal that forfeits my life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Dean, Dean Dean is not only like, you did what? He's do, He's saying, why, why are you telling me this now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what benefit is there? <laughs> no, he knows. This? He knows. He's, I, I, I think, I think that um, we see in Dean, um, he knows he, he uh he, he's thinking about it. He's like, so to summon the empty. No, Cass. I no, no. I don't. I don't agree. I think yeah. Dean is not yet willing to look at what is happening in the face. He... I I just I completely disagree. I mean that that's fine. Um, it's 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 just interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like this conversation that is about to take place. It's just overwhelming for Dean. It's so much to process, and in a moment where he doesn't want to process it. So, what Cass is trying to do here. It requires him almost to, like, hold Dean by his shoulders and make him look at it forthright. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's been years of not looking at it forthright. It's been years of deflecting and repressing what potential lays there. And now Cass is just not doing that. Yeah. Uh, Cass is saying for you know ever since I made this deal I have wondered what it could be what my true happiness could even look like and he never found an answer but he he never thought it would come he never found that answer because he says 
the one thing I want, it's something I know I can't have. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that happiness. I, I didn't see that that moment of happiness ever coming to me because I, I, I know I can't have what I want. But but I I realize now it's not in the having. It can just be in being. It can be in saying it. Just saying it can be enough. Yeah. You don't have to have it. You can just experience within yourself and have that be enough and you see this you see the weight being lifted as Mm -hmm. he's saying these things he is realizing that here is something that he can do here is a way that he can save dean save his family he's He's stepping into this selfless moment. Yeah. And it's just filling him with strength. And and he's realizing that if he just says it, if he just says it, then that then that that will bring him the joy that he, that he, he didn't think he could have. And well, I'm like cuz he switches it's from having to just being and I think okay so let's not mince around it what was that having like was that Cass wanted to have Dean and show him that he was someone like show who he truly is like this selfless loving person that Cass has fallen for or was like the being now is just I can tell you this and I can just say it with no machinations behind it and know that because of that it hits at the bone as true to Dean yeah yeah Uh, there's this relationship that he wanted that he longed for and he thought that he could never have it so he never tried for it, but but he they're facing down the death. Relationship. Yeah, they are facing down death, and he just needs Dean to know that that Dean is everything to him, and that Dean is not the anger and the hatred that he thinks he is he says that dean you see yourself the same way our enemies see you Mm -hmm. you think that the hate and the anger that's what drives you that's who you are but it's not you and everyone who knows you sees it like everyone but you yeah everyone but you everything you've ever done is for love and no one no one loves as good as you is 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 what Cass is trying to drill into Dean's head yeah like you are the most selfless loving human being I will ever know and that is who you are you are the most caring man on earth and and because of that you 
showed me how to care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like saying, I cared about you, I cared about Sam, I cared about Jack, but I cared about the whole world because of you. You changed me, Dean. And Dean, again, is... He's on dial-up. That 64K modem is just like, this is too much. And he shuts down at compliments. He shuts down at vulnerability. And he shuts down at goodbyes. Yes. And he says right now, like, why does this sound like a goodbye? And Cass is crying, but he's smiling. And he says, Mm -hmm. because it is. Yeah. 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 You you changed me, and I love you, and this is my goodbye. Yeah. And Dean, just in the softest voice, being like, don't do this, Cass. Like, I don't know if it has clicked for Dean that Cass just saying this is enough. Like, Dean does not need to be party Dean's position in this moment is not what makes or breaks the empty coming. And I wonder if Dean was afraid to say anything that might lead to this deal's conclusion. Right, right, right. Because he, no matter what kind words Cass is saying in this moment, if Dean was party to that, he would be consumed by the guilt that it was Hib's fault that he was to blame. He he's like any denial that you see in Dean here is 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 him rejecting the goodbye. The, a goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why I I I really liked when and how he said um why why are you telling me this now because i definitely read that as no don't like why are you telling me this now i i think i know what you're going to do but i'm also like dean then says after that is what are you talking about man and like from that is where i take this thing is just so big he can't look at it mm-hmm. in the eye he is so It's so ingrained in him to shy his gaze away and to not acknowledge this bond that they have and to have Cass unexpectedly in the final moments just lay it out all on the table and in such an honest, open, selfless, vulnerable way. Like, that's too much for someone as emotionally repressed as Dean. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that it won't sink in later, but in the moment, to give any kind of response to this is not what we have seen Dean do in the past when he was confronted with a goodbye to Cass or when he was confronted with these emotionally charged, vulnerable statements from people that love him or that he loves and maybe thinks they don't love him as much as he loves them. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, Dean is is just 
frozen in this moment because he's so scared of it. Yeah. And, it, but but like you said, it doesn't matter. He, it, it, it's not, it's not Dean's exception, acceptance or rejection yeah. of this confe- confession that, that it's, matters. It's like a gift. Yeah. And the whole thing of the gift is the transaction. Like, the passing from one person to the other and you don't have to do anything with the gift like that 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 is the gift giving in there i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah and and but that that's what it is Cass for himself he just needed to say it and and he and he's saying it knowing that it's going to save the man he loves yeah yeah, that he can leverage his love in a way that would save Dean. Yeah, yeah, and that's all the happiness he 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 needs. The wall opens up behind them. <sighs> yeah, the empty appears just as that door to the archive room breaks open, and Dean says Cass's name very softly and Cass touches his shoulder and you can just feel that this is the goodbye because Cass pushes him out of the way of the empty leaving behind this bloody handprint on Dean's shoulder and the empty grabs death grabs Cass and whisks them both away and that happened I don't know how to talk about this. <laughs> I really don't either. I don't know how to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, we've had past episodes and like we've always kind of like shied away from being too ob- obvious uh-huh. about the shipping angle between Dean and Cass. Mm-hmm. But here we have Cass openly saying that Dean is the culprit behind who Cass is now. Like, Cass's love for him is what transformed him from an angel who listens to God's orders into this being that defies heaven and defends humanity because it's the thing that his favorite thing loves. Yeah. Yeah. Because because you cared, I cared. And and I am who I am today. I have what I have because of you. So it's a lot. It's a lot of subtext being made text. Yeah. It's a lot of oh, you could interpret it this way to being this is the interpretation. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. What we could have, like, what we could have done, what I expected them to do, if, I mean, we, we did this. This is what yeah. happened. And yeah. And it, it was, was miles beyond more than I would have ever expected. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I felt through this season that we've been pulling away from the Dean cast relationship. So knowing that we were kind of coming, leading up to the finale, I'm like, okay, that's just uh, a little disappointed that we weren't going to 
get a little bit more explicit with it, but yeah, what, you, what, 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 what am I supposed to expect? You know, it, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, this is a show that started in 2005, mm-hmm. which, like, that's the year Brokeback Mountain was the big fucking joke of the land. Like, Hetz could not handle that show. And, like, that's that was the climate. And it's hard to imagine something that began in one environment have the capacity, A, to survive for 15 years, Mm -hmm. and B, to evolve with it. Yeah, yeah. And and what we we could have done with this scene is we could have had Cass say, um, you know, I I wonder what my happiness could be. I I never, I, I, I never knew because I, because of the, the one thing that I want, I know I can't have. But I thought it was just going to end there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I thought it was just going to end there. Because then when Cass says, but it could be in just being, it could be in just saying it. Then he starts to give Dean his affirmation. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, trying to, trying, trying so hard to, to get Dean to see himself as Cass sees him. And that, it, that is beautiful enough, honestly. Like, yeah. that is beautiful in and of itself. But I thought that's what it was. I mean, when I thought that we were just going to have Cass use this to, 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 you know, we could have just said my happiness is to sacrifice myself to save you, to save my 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 happiness is seeing you live. Yes, exactly. But but we got that and more, way more. I was suffering so much emotional shock while watching this because the goalposts of my expectations were <laughs> moving so rapidly <laughs> that I was suddenly like, what game are we playing? Like- I know. I know. I know. I mean, I, I know I told you last night, but when when Cass started his speech, when he said... Um, I've, I always wondered what, what it could be, mm-hmm. what that happiness could be. Um, I paused the episode and I just sat there for a few minutes. Oh. I just, I just paused and just like, oh, it took me a solid three minutes to work up the courage to press play again. And like I told you, uh-huh. my channel has no such luxury. I felt trapped in the mid nineties <laughs> watching things, channel commercials and all. <laughs> and so it just kept happening to me. <laughs> and like I was watching with my brother and just like looking over to him to be like, <laughs> is this real life? And having him look back being like yeah, bitch. And I was just like, this can't be real. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We just went, we just went canon. Well, yeah, we just went canon Destiel. Yeah. Yeah. And we just went canon Destiel. And I have seen some criticisms. Um, and, and as I see it, they're, 
mainly centered around two things. The barrier gaze and the way that Jensen played the scene. Yeah. And... And I want to add to that, that uh-huh. it feels like a lot of those criticisms are coming from people who stopped watching the show five plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And people that didn't realize that this ain't the finale. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it really shocked me. It really shocked me. Um to see some of the some of those criticisms on social this morning and, and through the day today because last night I last night I this just filled me fill like just filled yeah. me with with this this giddiness knowing that this was not the end. Yes. Yes. This bolstered me so so much this scene because now i know like i said like we said at the top of the episode we didn't know what we were going to get out of the last two episodes but this filled me with so much confidence that Cass is not done Mm -hmm. we're going to get a happy ending and and i'm now and where i was kind of unsure before i i now have no doubt so to see to see today some of the criticisms were, that were like I can't believe that 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 Cass confessed his love and then they killed him, which is like you know valid, but it the show's not done. The show's not done. <laughs> it's he's not going to stay dead. We are not going to leave Cass in like super hell. Do you know how many <laughs> times this bitch dies? I know, right. I'm like, and what show have you been watching? We still have two episodes left. Well, and- that's this trick is that they aren't watching the show. The people who are leveraging that, I feel like it's a combination of kind of this, the online culture of awareness has evolved, but the language that surrounds issues kind of gets co-opted or at least utilized Without a full analysis of what's going on. Because mm. you can't just say this is barrier gaze. Because this is 12 years. And this is a queer writer. And a, like, a whole writing team who has been working for four years, five years, to plant seeds in the hopes that they could get to moments like this did you see megan fitzpatrick's uh tweet yesterday which one um it was the one that said um she said i think this was the first scene that Mm -hmm. we brought to the table for season 15 planning yeah in the writer's room yeah that bobo wrote this yeah. Like, first thing. First thing for season 15. This is what we've been building to. And, like, I know it was a year ago, but when we started watching season 15 and we got episodes like number four, Atomic Monsters, where we have Chuck, the villain, being, like, he's pointing out the story beats that he craves and we know he's the villain. So, yeah. like, our writing team is not going to give us that ending. So to sit here 
and take one episode out of context for a show you haven't watched since 2013 and to pass judgment is just a really narrow, simplified view of the long, complicated, messy history of this Mm -hmm. show. Because I will tell you, if you ended watching in like 2013, you probably were really feeling the mockery that was coming towards fandom. And like if you stopped even earlier, if you stopped 2010, you know, season seven was airing and you said enough's enough, then you really got the bitter taste that Mm -hmm. the showrunners, the writing, the cultural attitude everything like that towards fandom and their meta and analysis and engagement and involvement with the tapestry of a show and if that's where you checked out and that's the flavor you remember you're not it's not the same now right you've missed you've missed a lot of healing yeah yeah so yeah, it's been frustrating to kind of see people who don't have a deep knowledge of the recent legacy of Supernatural come out to just yuck the yum that is going on for the people who have watched the past four or five years and yeah. have really understood the story being told. Yeah, yeah. And and on the second criticism, which is how Jensen played the mm-hmm. the, the the scene, we've talked about it. Um, I don't think we need to go over it again. But this was um, just just exactly in in line with what we we know and have seen from Dean yeah. before. Yeah, there was like- nothing about this, even on the first watch, that was really that really pinged as um, um, disingenuous to me. Yeah. Yeah. And Jensen is one of the most talented actors on television right now. He's one of the most talented people on the screen. And to say that he was wooden or unresponsive means that you just aren't familiar with his character because anyone who knows Dean and loves his character knows that he can convey so much in the tightening of the eye, in the bobbing of his throat, in mm-hmm. the way that his mouth tightens or the way his jaw twitches. There are so many micro expressions that Jensen is in control of that are conveying so much silent dialogue. And to have zero knowledge of this character, to have no experience with the way that he is portrayed and look at that, like, you're only going to catch the broad strokes because you haven't been attuned to the micro ones. Yeah. And again, this is not the end. We're yeah. shit. Even, even the promo photos for next week's episode. I mean, I think that tells a story, but um, like we, this episode, we did not see Dean's full reaction to this revelation. We are going to, I, again, I just have complete confidence that we're going to, We're going to get some more insight into this. And, like, let's think of season 14. When we were in episode 18, it was the emotionally charged realization of Mary's death and, like, just all of the 
punch that happened there. And then two episodes later, Sam shot God. (laughs) Could we have predicted that two weeks earlier? Hell fucking no. So to have two episodes left, we don't know what all they can do, but we already know they can do a hell of a lot. Very good point. Yeah. Hmm. We are not quite done this episode. While Dean is despairing on the ground, we cut back to Sam and Jack. They have left the silo and they have discovered an empty world. And there's just so many questions. Like, was it just us? Are there other people out there? And Sam is repeatedly dialing Dean's phone But Dean is just on the ground. He's ignoring the call. And he is sobbing alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't... And then, just in this episode, I... uh, Dean held captive by his, like, denial of what is... Of of, of this goodbye that, 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 um, Cass is trying to trying to tell him um and then when this just whirlwind is is over when Cass is gone he breaks he breaks and we see it happen right here yeah it is a very significant beat for Dean to not answer Sam's calls during a known apocalypse yes (laughs) yeah yeah So for him to just drop the phone, to just leave it buzzing, and to hold his face in his hands is a very significant tell in how he is handling this loss. What what did, um, let me go back in my notes for a second. Um, yeah, what did Sam say? Uh, yeah, if I let myself go, then I'll lose my mind. I can't, I can't right Mm -hmm. now. And what did Charlie say? She said that she wasn't going to do the love thing again. And now that she has, the second she let her guard down, it's all lost. Like, like, and, and people think that this is the end of the line? Question mark, question mark, question mark. You really think (laughs) that Sam loses his love interest Charlie loses her love interest. Dean loses his best friend. And we're going to just let that stand. Yeah. Nah. (laughs) Guess again. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. There is a lot of reasons to be joyful. Even with the fact this episode is called Despair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, gosh, I I even think that I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Like I came out of last week's episode. I came out of this week's episode feeling so much better about the finale than I have been in like before than I had before. Yeah. I feel like when we finally got the final seven episodes going, the first one was really joyful. And then the next ones was just like a looming sense of, the clock counting down and so much uncertainty still being afoot. Mm -hmm. And it feels like for better or worse, 
these last two episodes in particular have thrown whole new pieces onto the chessboard and it has become really energized and exciting to see how these final moves play out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just two more weeks. Two more weeks. But <sighs> I feel I feel actual like and you know positive anticipation now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That they're not going to end this show on a dreary, woeful ending. We are we're not getting a second swan song. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a celebration. Yeah. It's going to be... I, after these last two episodes, I'm just like, it's going to be really good, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I have faith in the writers. Yeah. And I didn't even tell you my spiral, but being tell like... Me. Again, I watched the advanced thanatology, and when death dies, the next reaper becomes death. Yeah. And I was like... The insane conspiracy board theorist being like, Reapers are a class of angel. Yeah. We know that the Empty is more pissed at death right now. And she might even be grateful to Cass for performing the summoning so that the Empty could get their revenge. And death was taken first and then Cass was taken after. So I'm just like, wouldn't it be cool if the empty wasn't like, hey, 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 revenge. The empty was more like, I thought I wanted Jack and fuck that kid. Fuck it. <laughs> he was so loud. He came here and he played a drum set directly in my face. Like, fuck that kid. <laughs> like, that the deal, the summoning was sufficient and as kind of an iou Cass isn't dead so do you think Cass Cass then will be death i like the theory do i think it yeah it would be cool because again the pieces that i'm thinking of is death didn't get away with chuck's book chuck's book fell again into the bunker and we saw sam couldn't read it so i'm wondering does Jack gain the capacity to read it? Mm-hmm. Does Cass return as death and gain the capacity to read it? And then that's how they learn how to defeat Chuck? Like, I'm curious about the fact that that occurred. Right. It I might, Yeah. It might just be nothing. But, I mean, they intentionally showed us with Sam trying to open the book. Exactly. So either they were reminding us there's no point for them going and retrieving that book again from death because they can't read it anyways. But I'm like, you just told us last episode. So why would that be? Why? They also they also just told us that showed us that death's I mean, um, that Chuck's ending has changed. Yeah. Uh, and and Billy saw it. Billy and Billy knows that Jack is still relevant to it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, the I, I definitely think that the book is going to come into play next episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really fun to be like, how? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Like, what are these things that we are aware of? How will they all shake out? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also like the theory of Cass as the new death, um, or even Jack as the new death. I don't know how all of these power dynamics are, go- are going to play out because like we said, there are a lot of, um, gaps power vacuums. still. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that we're going to end death, especially we are not going to end the series with, no new death we've shown that death is a role that is inherited um it can change hands um we're we're going we're going to see a new death before the end of the series yeah it would be surprising to not see it because they filled the power vacuum in hell with rowena i can't i mean again it depends if they are fine leaving that as maybe a plot nugget they could pick up if they wanted to do some sort of plot later but it is a very tantalizing thread to pick up now yeah i agree (sighs) holy shit remy i think the adrenaline high is like (laughs) evening out my serotonin <laughs> levels are balanced again. Like No, quick, quick, open Tumblr. I know. Don't worry. It'll happen. <laughs> How do we even do final takeaways for this episode? I mean, do we have the same takeaway? I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it and um, I'm thinking about it and I think... And really, we've talked on both of what I would consider to be my takeaways. Um... I think that it's really intriguing that we're back at square one with the Chuck plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna, I just just gonna whoop, 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 whoop something up in <laughs> in the next episode. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm we'll like, see. it's not going to be death. I don't think uh-huh. we're going to kill Chuck. I'm I'm kind of laying my bets on Amara taking over. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Um, uh next but then again be if if the chuck storyline wraps up next episode you don't think that buck lemming is the kind of writing team that would go a little above and beyond what we might what we might have wanted to see or expected to see what are you thinking like i don't know maybe i mean maybe they're just gonna like go i mean i i think that buck lemming have death's book just sitting there and I don't know how they, uh, God's death book. But do you book. not think that the team has mm-hmm. pretty tight reins on their leash, considering we'll it is the penultimate episode? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't They're know. Like, I think you that... can't go batshit off the rails and like throw some brand new piece of lore in <laughs> now that we can't deal with. Like we're gonna cut that. Please, like, prayer circle. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I, I do believe that uh, Chuck's book is going to be the, um, the tale that they're chasing um, mm-hmm. through the next episode. If it's going to come to its ultimate conclusion, though, is the final question, is the big question. Um, yeah, I feel like whatever the conflict is, is going to be resolved. But that's not mm-hmm. to say that Chuck and Amara are dead. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that, that wasn't even one of my takeaways. Uh, Are you shitting me? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a takeaway. But, um, 
But yeah, uh, so we're we're we saw the Chuck thing, but in this episode, we we had the end of Billy. We yeah. we killed Death. Um, we think we think we killed Death, and if that is true, then honestly, one of my final takeaways is I don't think that we're gonna end the se- this series without a new Death, and I think that we had some winks to who it could be Mm -hmm. through this episode. So that is super intriguing. Mm -hmm. And also Cass as a like emotional, his character, this episode, the culmination of all his character development, his growth from a stoic angel chiseled from marble no motions the way anna describes them into being someone with tears in his eyes professing love to a mortal transitory thing exactly yeah yeah to 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 see all of that which was expressed in um in his confession to Dean was revolutionary. Not really, but... But, like, (laughs) Dean as a character who just doubts his worthiness to be loved. Like, if someone knew the entirety of him, they would despise him the way he despises himself. Mm -hmm. And to have Cass be someone who says, I see the good in you, I see the bad in you, and I am telling you the good wins out by far. Yeah. So I didn't want to take all the takeaways. What what, what was your final takeaway? Is Bitch, I said, takeaway? yeah, no, yeah. like the confession. Like, yeah, the co- yeah. I, I fell in love with Cass during that confession. Like, I loved his character before, but it was such an open, raw, vulnerable place that, like, how yes. could you not love him? It was... It was... Momentous. His... Yeah, yeah. It it was the best cast character moment of the whole series. And it gives a new validating light to a rewatch. Like... Exactly. Like, these things that we suspected or this interpretation fits, we're now being told, yeah... It fits all right because yeah. that is what was taking place. This was so well earned. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I I I can't. I'm still I'm still not done processing. No, me neither. Like we we took forever to start recording this because we're both sitting there like how do you take a bite out of this elephant? <laughs> like it's so big it's so overwhelming it's 12 years of an earned result yeah Yeah. you can't like we we didn't do it justice we did our best but like it's a lot yeah if we had another two hours maybe we could get through like two seasons like (laughs) exactly it's it's a lot and i love the fact that we got to see a show that had the longevity to have such a payoff. Yeah. Like, most shows are like, oh my god, we made five seasons. We're awesome. To have 15 and to have these characters 
know each other for 12 years and to grow and change like it's amazing to see this as the culmination yeah yeah that yeah that's what this was it was it was just the ultimate payoff for 15 years of viewership you know yeah it's really big it's really big yeah and it still isn't done and it and there's still two episodes left yeah yeah (sighs) so that was season 15 episode 18 despair yeah and next week Season 15, episode 19, the penultimate episode of the entire 15-year series, Inherit the Earth. Yeah. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope that you are as euphoric as we were after watching. (laughs) Really lean into that feral energy. I don't know how it's carrying on so far, but I did not expect it to... uh, carry 24 hours so <laughs> it's gonna keep going b we're gonna ride this for all it's worth we need it honestly i need the dopamine hit <laughs> we appreciate you listeners so much thank you for listening we will see you next week yes thank you guys again and stay safe stay safe bye bye bye